Welcome to GWC Podcast number 316, recorded March 16th, 2012. In this episode, we take you live to the 2012 International GWC Meetup. But first, your hosts, three unrepentant sci-fi geeks. I'm Chuck Cage. And one day you end up a big evil, you know, crap bag. And with me, Audra Hester. If I had a nickel for every time I got boned at the Eye of Jupiter. And Sean O'Hara. <laughs> I shall fart in the future. Our mission, enjoy new science fiction, fantasy, and other cool stuff every week and share the experience with you. Oh yeah, and have some fun in the process. GWC is brought to you largely by the generosity of listeners like you. It's your donations that keep us going. For more information on how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash support. And the fine folks at audible.com. Visit www.audiblepodcast.com slash watercooler for your free audiobook. Of course, we'd love to hear your opinions, too. So if you have something to say or, hey, you could introduce us to something new, don't just holler at your MP3 player. Give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229, extension 701. And leave us a voicemail for inclusion in a future show. Better yet, you can join the GWC community, a group widely recognized as the friendliest people in sci-fi, and watching, reading, and enjoying all kinds of cool stuff 24-7 over on galacticwatercooler.com, our website, blog, and forum. GWC is a spoiler-free podcast, and we define spoilers as definitive information regarding material not yet released in the United States or its country of origin. In short, if it's out, it's fair game. What? And I'm already deaf, so I just stayed on. What was that? Hey! Hey, hey, was it a little loud? No. (laughs) So welcome, everybody. I know I already did this. Welcome to the 2012 International Meetup. I just want to adjust the levels for Audra. Oh, look, my tympanic membrane. Oh, it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I need those. (sighs) We're good. Wrong podcast. Good enough. Yeah. It's a lot louder when we have a proper battery in the the headphone amp, right? Oh, yeah, there's that. (laughs) So, yeah, in case anybody's wondering, you get three podcasts out of a battery. (laughs) There you go. We did four. Yeah, we did four. Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> That's how we know. So, yeah, welcome to the meetup. This is our one opportunity, which we're squandering talking about batteries, for uh, to actually do a podcast in a room full of the people that, well, you know, we always wish were in the room with us. Yeah, this is actually what started the, the whole uh, meetup thing is to, to want to sit in front of you guys and, and show off. <laughs> but seriously it's it, we've been doing this for this is our fourth year yeah uh, wow and Holy it, sh- yeah it's it's crazy a lot of a lot of people who were here from the first time uh some of you may uh may not remember beef and uh <laughs> <laughs> that's why he only quotes things that have been quoted yeah. online <laughs> Uh, a lot of new faces, like Chuck was saying, which is great. Uh, the people sitting around you, I'm not kidding, are some of the best you will ever find. Yeah, uh, it's true. It is, it is not a joke. These are the friendliest people you will ever come across. If you can't find somebody here who, who has shared interests, you haven't talked to anybody. It's, this is true. You, you've just come up, showed up, 
drank some whiskey and left, which <laughs> is a plan. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, lessons learned from previous years, I will not be drinking whiskey on the cast this year. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we actually did need a splash guard last year because I was spewing Irish whiskey all over the front row over here, which I think you were still sitting in last time, weren't you? No. (laughs) He was right there. Sean's cream. Yeah, yeah. Solar Pilot was sitting there. Yeah. See, so uh, so it's great to see everybody and and, uh, the the fresh faces. You guys are in for for some coolness. Uh, This is the best type of... uh, uh, I guess family gathering you can go to when you don't actually have to go home with these people and you can get drunk and the stories don't you stay to. here. You know, it's it's great. There's tweets, there's pictures, there's default profit in the bathroom. I had to take the cheap shot. I got a mic and you don't. <laughs> he can handle it, Is it like it, that man. poster of the monkey like sitting on the toilet with a banana? <laughs> <laughs> with a banana? Does he have a banana? <laughs> this isn't wholesome addiction, dude. <laughs> but uh, it is great to see everybody here. Thank you for coming. Seriously. And this is the point where we would normally have a plan and we'd talk about something. And we something. don't. Because, yeah. Oops. <laughs> You're in my house now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we just wrapped up this whole Mass Effect arc, which was fun. Oh my is this yeah. news? Is this news? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm wondering if there's anyone who has never played Mass Effect, but who enjoyed the Mass Effect podcast. Me. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, everybody. I'm nice. really glad to hear Good. it. Yeah, I, I thought that... <laughs> I thought that... Um, like each of the guys and everyone who called in brought all these cool perspectives on this story. You know, I mean, the idea of talking about a video game for three weeks worth of podcasts, I think for most people would be like, I don't want to listen to that. Well, that's who because would want to listen to that? Most video games don't have that kind of story. Right. Holy right. crap. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's the content, but I, I felt like, you know, everyone. And we we didn't even take as many calls as we got. I mean, we need no. to. We're going to bring in more of those. But we always appreciate the calls, and Some we do of the listen. In Mass Effect Three, make the other two look like Pac Man. I've I've heard. I've heard. Don't spoil me. <laughs> <laughs> then they all died. <laughs> Fair guess. <laughs> no, this was your your you you had the uh, Sam Carter playthrough, right? Yeah. That's awesome, by the way. I just want to point out that was I I I about pissed myself laughing when you. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 romanced both the male characters and then let them die. Awesome, <laughs> well, Sam Carter, nice, nice. <laughs> I mean, that's, come on, that's creative. Right? I, he was hit I by a falling weather satellite. <laughs> yeah, really. Whoops. Yeah, I, my character didn't. Uh, well, I have two characters in in Mass Effect. One is is uh, uh, the the nice one and everything, and the other one is named Slutty Shepherd. <laughs> Is she, you know, I... I you actually I, changed the code to bring STDs into the game. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike anyone else, you have like, you know, you have the number, assuming her, STDs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's... Like in Fable. Yeah, that would be cool. But I mean, they, they removed the, the whole strip club thing from three unless somebody's found one, but I haven't found yet. Prophet Spectre shaking his head. I didn't He's think like, so. man, I looked. I, I, I looked sc- everywhere, man. It's I just, scanned just every there. planet. And by strip club, you mean the... Like Cora's den, right? <laughs> Lean forward, sit back. 
Yeah, I have yeah. a problem with that, too. He did lean forward and sit back the whole time he was playing, though. Yeah, just to <laughs> yeah Cora's Den isn't even in Mass Effect 3. Aww. Uh, Shut that place down, man. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Health it was, code violations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the Citadel. That's going to cause some property. Because you blew the crap out of the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, when you, you get that... You could have your way out of it, but no. <laughs> True, but... Uh, what can you do? But it's it's been a lot of fun, even though uh, there's... We hear a lot, and we none of us have played through Mass Effect 3 yet. Uh, I think probably I'm the furthest, but yeah. I'm not that far. I've watched Juan twice, yeah. huh? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate everybody's uh, feedback and, and all the discussion surrounding our kind of, you know, <laughs> debate about the femship and everything. Because that's a tough, that's a tough conversation to have. You know, you, you start getting into all these kind of heated areas. And I love this community because we can joke about stupid things or we can talk about serious things and still have a great time you know we can have a civil debate and maybe we'll even get mad at each other and it'll be all right nah, we never do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> not all the time it's a good it's a good conversation though all that i i like the fact that those issues are being raised and know? incidentally femship accepted term yeah i, I asked cool yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> At least Jennifer Hale says Everyone's it's okay. Like, so. I do not want to talk anymore about Femship. I figure if Jennifer Hale says it's okay, it's okay, you know? Yeah. We're good. So, that's the term. Cool. <laughs> You're like, now shut up. <laughs> we might have one more interview. I'm not sure. We had one that didn't quite make it into the time frame, but I like it's a problem. I'll just put it in the next one. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> We're still working on it. Here, I'll pretend to be the uh, the person you're interviewing. We'll just do it right now for Uber Geek. <laughs> oh, okay. Hi, I'm a voice actor. <laughs> it was a guy. It was a guy. <laughs> That's a really good voice actor. Hi. It was, yeah. I mean, it was like sounded like Audra. Hi, I'm a voice actor from the theater. <laughs> How does that feel, baby? <laughs> yeah, we got nothing. <laughs> you know what we could do? We could. I, it's it's like an archer. I, okay, my plan. I want. I'm going to crowdsource a plan. <laughs> well, there's the Apple controversy today. That was pretty cool. There was Which, a controversy. Yeah, what's the controversy? This, um, this American Life episode, and it was this guy went to China and he did a personal monologue about um, what happens in China, and they they put it on this American Life. And it turned out they investigated, and he met with the, the person who investigated, met with the translator, and she said none of this happened. But Whoa. when they did other investigations, some of the stuff actually did happen. It's just he didn't experience when he was there. So This American Life had to retract the whole story. And it was a marketplace, and it's on the New York. Is that why the This American Life podcast was yes. not available this week? Wow. Because I was like, why is it not uploading in my so feed? doing a brand new one on that whole experience from two months ago. Wow. See, I would like to see Ira Glass in this situation, like, this is Ira Glass. <laughs> I don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> he, he does. There's a retraction. You should listen to it. Wow. That's exactly what you want. Also, you should listen to the Ira Glass sex tape. Sex tape? What I have heard that. I've heard that. It's awesome. There's that guy that does the perfect imitation of him. Ira Glass was a guest recently on the Savage Love podcast where he helped answer sex advice questions. It was a riot. Wow. wow. Hmm. I got it. Okay. Get on that, Sean. Apparently a researcher in like sexual health and behavior. She like nice. worked with Kinsey or something. 
I she just I, he talks about it in the podcast. I can't really rem- I remember it, but it was really funny. He just answered like helped answer questions and and of course like the host Dan Savage picked all the weirdest questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was like, it's sort of that uncomfortable kind of funny, like Rick Steves having the conversation about the, the, the holy Rick foreskin. Steves sex tape. No, yeah. that's what I want to hear. <laughs> That'd be screwed up. <laughs> no, there actually is a, a clue chasm. Isn't the Ira Glass sex tape, doesn't it have uh, someone imitating Terry Gross yes. who joins it? Yes. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah, if we were retracting things based on accuracy, we'd have to retract like everything I, I say. That's why we just we don't claim Podcast to be accurate. Seventy three through one hundred and twenty. Yeah. <laughs> just crap, Sean screwed up. You know, just. I'd like to apologize for for seventy three through one hundred and twenty. <laughs> we were a little drunk, and then one twenty one through yeah, yeah uh, three, Always. all of them. What are we on? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. One <laughs> figures it out for us. He can count. They have good schools in Canada. I have no idea. They have good schools in Canada. Audra <laughs> always says that. They do. <laughs> You're like, and then she says something over there, and you. Was... They teach you good math up, math up there, eh? It's what we're about. <laughs> a boot, eh? Sorry. Sorry. Against. 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 That's See, it. That's all of it. That's all I speak. We're just going to sit here and right. subtly mock your accent all night. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> That's not subtle. <laughs> I'll play a bump. I'll do it. How dare you. <laughs> See, this Don't is what happens when they cast four casts in a row. Well, normally, we can just BS two hours, you know, and, and nobody will notice, but... Well, you can turn it off and ask. I, I'm sure people yeah. notice. I think just... <laughs> But yeah, I'm crowdsourcing. Seriously, what else? What do you What do you want to talk about? It's the one time you're here. You don't have to holler at your MP3 player. You can holler at us. Yeah, <laughs> right here. Let's go, people. If you want to, you can get your MP3 player out. <laughs> oh, Ferris, Ferris, that's Ferris. Something. I don't know the particulars of it, but the Clone Wars season finale is on tonight. Yep. And apparently, yes. Darth Maul is still alive. Yeah. Darth yeah. Maul is still alive. He was in last yeah. week's episode. I, I can't like speak to the circumstances, crap. but sight Exactly half, because he's splitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which half? <laughs> so, so... That, that's a guy who would poke him... That's a guy who would poke himself with his wand on both with sides. A or yeah, is it the top half or the bottom half? I mean, it's like... Darth Mute. <laughs> he's got a robo lower body. Oh. So he's just partially handicapped. You don't know that. He could be fully functional, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it's like data. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Multiple techniques. He's got Tasha Yara junk. pops up. Sean's going to get back to us on that. Yeah. Maybe he's like Sheldon. He just ate a whole bunch of Thai food. He said he went to South Africa and really he was in rehab. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he's voiced by Crash Really? Yeah. Sam Oh, nice. That's cool. Hey, he was in the. Um, if anybody saw The Walking Dead, he was the zombie in the tank. Yeah. I I have got to give props to Holly. By the way, I got to give props to Holly for for being one of the. What? No, I I got to give. I'm just like, can I interrupt you? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I have to give props to Holly for being one of the first people on The Walking Dead. Uh, I ran into her at Comic-Con. I mean, literally just randomly we like ran into by. her walking by in a hallway, and I'm like, Holly? Hey, what's up? <laughs> and uh, she um, she's like, oh, there's this sweet comic you know and they're making a show out of it called the walking dead and it is awesome and i'm like i don't know i really like zombies she's like no trust me this is gonna be big this is gonna be great and she just knew holly like she just picks up on something and knows it and stays with it you know like so true and now and now everyone's like yay walking dead and she's like (laughs) yeah yeah wow I would just uh, like to take this opportunity for a small PSA. Uh, J-Bob's ass is asleep. <laughs> and, uh, and if you... If, uh, if okay, you were then. indeed thinking of grabbing his ass, he would not feel it now. Now, see, how would you wake it up? Would you would you smack it? Would you or, or splash water or... on it? <laughs> hold its nose until it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold it... <laughs> Oh, his nose. <laughs> I think you got that backwards. <laughs> put whipped cream on it until he like touches it. Were you talking to me or Sean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What makes you think I haven't? <laughs> so it's back to you again. <laughs> We put one over the net. Your turn. That's right. <laughs> Bring it back. So Fable Three. Y'all ain't gonna let me live that down, are you? Never. It's like Wing and Batman. You know? All right, all right. I know. I know what will start a conversation. Oh, no. Balls. <laughs> What's Battlestar Galactica? Go. No. 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 <laughs> I'm going to make a declarative statement and then I want you to respond. The BBC makes better TV than the United States. Yes, but their seasons are only like four episodes. You're like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) But not as good as Canada. That's, yeah. Or it may be (laughs) the the best 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 Oh, what? Because it may be only get the good stuff. Because Mm. all of the shit uh, programming, like the, the... Reality programs all came from the UK. X Factor, American Idol, Big Brother, that all came from BBC. Yeah, the Jersey Shore. Those are pretty damn entertaining. I met met someone the other day at the comedy house who's like, oh, you know, my my brother in law is like in TV and he's a producer and he's like awesome. He's so funny. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's on that that reality show, Cheaters, and he's like the, the host of it. And I was like, why are you bragging about this? <laughs> yeah, don't brag about that. <laughs> I know. Wow. Like, yeah, that's, what that's a horrible like, job. It's sort of like bragging, yeah, my whole family was on cops one time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be awesome? A party. A party. Nice. Who was it? Shooter. It would be awesome to take, like, priests who have left the church who have heard all these confessions and have them go on cheaters and, and be like guess what I found out <laughs> that would be a good show you know I think they could have good shows in the US but they get cancelled they, they don't yeah. get a chance yeah. like they do it's a yeah. this season cancelled on Fox yeah. <laughs> wait wait Jenny Jenny wants HBO shows 
Yes, oh, HBO. Yeah. Well, it has a it has a lot more funding, I think, you know than most. Channel, by the way. With HBO, they don't have to call talk to big sponsors. True. They have their cash. They get what they want to do for now. Their vision. They don't have to worry about oh, less violence, more sex, less this. It's they do their vision. It's just more violence, more sex than HBO. It's fine. (laughs) That's that's Cinemax, dude. Yeah, the first one. Commercial TV model is failing, and we're we're seeing that HBO stars. Um, FX, um, AMC. AMC. That's where the good stuff is now. So, so let me ask you now. Another controversial thing. I don't necessarily believe this, but is is it failing because we don't watch commercials because we don't have to? No, it's a difference in what business they're in. Commercial TV is not in the business of providing us with entertainment. They're in the in business of providing us to sponsors. People like HBO, BBC, and all that are actually in the business of providing entertainment. It's just a matter of what business they're in. Also, I think HBO and those can take more risks. I mean, can you imagine um, the Guild on NBC? I would love to imagine the Guild Here's on the NBC. Here's the thing, though. When you say yeah. take more risks, but they don't. Because, like, you look at, at network TV and they put on, you know, an asshole of programming. They take a lot of risk. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they put on, you know, a bunch of new shows every season and a lot of them end up... Some of them are bad, right? And some of them are good and get canceled. And some of them, all sorts of stuff. HBO, they do like a couple of things. That's it, you know? And that's all they can do because of their model. Thoughtful Guy says, uh, shows like Game of Thrones couldn't be done if we didn't pay our 20 bucks a month. True. That well, puts in perspective for the British model, what are there? Seven BBCs and that's it? They don't have 142 channels. No, I don't want 142 channels. I want seven good channels. <laughs> Today, the current model. I agree. A lot yeah. of the shows True. I agree. that we love that are no longer on the air would not survive in the current model. For what it's worth, I have always felt like it's it's this speeding up of the system that's bad. Like, you almost need a buffer in there. Like, now we can look at the results the next day. You know, it, almost in real time, they can tell whether the program's being viewed or not. Whereas in the past, it was weeks before they figured it out. And they didn't even trust that until down the road. So they, there was kind of this built-in need to be like, okay, well, let's, let's give it a little time and see what happens, you know? And, and now, I mean, you look at that data and you just make a decision and move on, you know? That's kind of sad. <laughs> has anyone ever met or spoken I to have. a single person in the universe that has the Nielsen thing? Yeah. Really? Wow. I so feel totally you, foolish. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. Well, a successful show on AMC and FX is a failure on NBC. Yeah, exactly. Because of the volume, and that's the thing. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, too. I wonder if you can have HBOs without the other. Like, they almost have to be together to work, you know? Well, speaking of premium now. shows and channels and stuff like that, does anybody follow Spartacus? Yes. 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 Now, what do you think of you know post Andy? Is that is that guy is that working for you guys or is it, yeah. yeah yeah I was a little skeptical at first, but you know, first of all, I don't think you could ever replace Andy, but he's doing a hell of a job. But it's that kind of programming that you know that's it's entirely risque. A lot, I mean. 
Sopranos or something like that went on violence and, and grit and everything. Spartacus is just going on raw dick appeal. And it's... Is that a technical it, term? It is now. That's what the network admins call it. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They do. It's an official. <laughs> yeah, it's check, R- RDA. Check but, I mean, is, is that required for a premium channel, do you think, to, to have shows that feature that kind of thing and, and have that grit? Doesn't hurt. It's it's the difference that separates them. If you had you know Big Bang Theory on TNT, it wouldn't be such a big deal because it doesn't push those boundaries. You wouldn't watch Big Bang Theory on on HBO. I would. You're saying you wouldn't pay for it. Yeah. You wouldn't pay for no, it. No, look at. I would. Kind of thing anywhere else. It's what about Flight of the Concords? That was on HBO. That's true. I mean, not not every successful show you know what? That pushes, pushes boundaries just because no, it can. That pushes a different boundary. I think it might still follow the rule, but maybe the rule isn't just that type of boundary. Like pushes all of the, boundaries. Part of the Concords is kind of esoteric, yeah. and it's a different boundary. Like, you wouldn't see that. It wouldn't succeed on a large network, but it was great there. I expect more from the premium channels, and, and I'm willing to pay. I, I joined Star. I paid for Stars just for Torchwood. That nice. Hell yeah. I expect... So maybe that's what we're just going to see more and more better programming coming from the premium channels and the networks are just going to keep doing more and more reality crap because that's cheaper for them to produce. You know, I my my kind of like the, the ultimate of all of this, I think, is when you finally get to a point where there's a monetization system such that they can make the money directly from you. They can deliver it directly and they can make the money directly. And we're a long way from that because it takes a whole lot of people buying into a whole lot of crap to make it go. But if it does, where you don't give a damn what network it's on, you don't give a damn about any of that. They create good content. You pay them, you get it. Be great for everybody. You know, one of these days, that's got to be the end run for all of this. You know, so what you're saying is you want to put marketers out of business. What about what? All American jobs? <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Chuck. You hate America now. Yeah, because. <laughs> We've, we've done outsourced all that anyway, man. Because what percentage of the American population works in... in marketing? In all of them. Marketing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like 40%, 40% left, in marketing. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them. Yeah, it's a ship full of middle management and marketers. That's us. <laughs> It'll be the first ship we launch. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll be following, really. Yeah, it's it's cool. For the season? For the season. Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah, virtually everyone's raising their hand. Hell yeah. I own the DVDs too. I think a lot of people bought the DVDs just to do that. Well, think about Dr. Horrible. You know, it came out on the web. And then, I don't know about the rest of you, but I bought the CD online, the music online. I bought the DVD I bought the episodes on iTunes online because I was supporting a hammer what T-shirt. I loved. <laughs> Hell yeah! And I throw my merchandise. I guess the, the question purpose. is, you know, if if the people who support it like that are too much of a minority, it still won't work. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be jaded I, I or something, but I, the, I wonder how many people. The worst part is the middle. It's that crappy yeah. middle system. It's like. There are enough people to do it, and there are people who could who could fund it, but it's not a sure enough thing, and it just has to be for that kind of money. You know, it sucks. You could just say it, man. Well, it's every year when the new seasons start and new shows start to fail, it always strikes me as something fresh and startling when I read a review that says. 
talking about a show like Lone Star, reviews will say only six million people tuned in last night to watch the second episode. Holy crap, of Lone yeah. Star. Only six million people turned in? Or tuned in? If a musician sold a uh, you know a CD to six million people, that'd yeah, be amazing, right? It has to recognize an estimated six million viewers as a failure, and it, well, that has, I mean, seems to me essentially flawed. I don't have an answer for that. But. It's expensive, though. That's the problem. I mean, yeah. looking at Lone Star, probably that cost two, three million dollars. So. You know, if he wanted to make content that was two or three hundred thousand dollars, I'm sorry, two to three hundred thousand dollars an episode. Yep. And reality TV is the cheapest yeah. TV to make. That's why there's so much. She it out of her bedroom the first year. I mean, she had no money, so she was creative. You know, I mean, I think there's some high quality TV shows on prime time, but they're few and far between. So I really like The Good Wife, which has nothing to do with science fiction. It's fine. Yeah. But um. You know, it's an expensive show for them to make, but it's on CBS and they support it. And then there's the other extreme, you know, you have like AMC, which used to be a movie channel, and now it makes Mad Men, which everyone watches in the Walking Dead. Or Netflix and Hulu on yeah. starting to make their own <laughs> programming, you know? The, the, the popular stuff is uh, expensive because it's popular and the actors and whoever's involved can demand more money and more money and more money and that's why it costs so much. And things are popular too because of higher production value. Which yeah, costs yeah exactly. The production can be pretty expensive as well. You can have the best writing in the world and if it has no production value you're not going to watch it. Well, but what a little production maybe. value with my porn. dollars an episode. You know? And no, I mean for an actor. Look at Friends. I mean, yeah, friends that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but you're talking about at the end. Joey was funny. They weren't paying anybody... <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> they weren't kicking out that kind of cash on day one, though. You know, so the risk was that was after it was already raking in the cash, and it's like I want my piece of it, you know. But I mean, look at Doctor Horrible. You know, it took somebody to to literally have the money and say, "I don't care if I get it back," and that's rare, you know. And he did get it back, and that's great. Right, absolutely. And they were game actors. But even then, you got, what, a couple hundred grand in it, right? I, I want to say in production. Locations. Yeah, yeah, just, just getting it made, even with everybody giving their time, you know? And granted, I, I sure hope it's worked out for everybody involved. It seems like it has, but I hope well, it has. Be a sequel, so. You know, because, yeah, they wouldn't come back for, well, they might. Because they're pretty cool people. They might come back for more if it didn't work out for them financially or, or whatever. I could see them doing that, if anybody would, but... but That's awesome. Yeah. Want. You know, same with Josh Whedon. I mean, he probably has some money in the bank from other things. It's like they have to <laughs> On the other hand, see, but where this all where this all ends up is when we get to a point where, like with TV, they can they can know enough about how it works and how that money will be made to be able to say, "I'm going to take the risk." You know, like with TV, they've been doing it for a bunch of years. You know, so they can look and say, "I think my chances are about X that I'm going to get my money back." You know. <laughs> They can't do that yet. If y'all want more Nathan Fillion in your life, you need to be listening to Thrilling Adventure Hour. It is a fantastic show. 
what is it called? Thrilling Adventure Hour. Uh, their tagline is a new style podcast in the style of old time radio. Nice. Cool. And, uh, I think I heard that Zach Levi is doing some stuff for that, too. Yeah. He's playing a recurring character named Cactoid Jim. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. You know what's funny? I actually listened to old fashioned radio plays when I was like in middle school and high school. Um, they would come on really late at night, and if I couldn't sleep or whatever, I'd put the radio on. And if you like messed around down in like the eighties in the FM or whatever, you'd find these old nineteen like, forties and fifties radio plays station. or whatever, <laughs> which is always located down there. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. It's it's cool though. I mean, nice. Yeah, it's it's an interesting medium because uh, you know it's like theater, but you have to remember that they can't see anything. So it's actually written in a way so that they're they're speaking about what they're doing, but not so that it's obvious narration. Yeah, you we, know, so you can't be like, here I go walking into my kitchen as I begin I to, I light a cigar and <laughs> and I turn toward you with a quizzical expression, you know. But they, well, they, you can. They manage to do it in a way that it doesn't feel like they're narrating, but you understand everything that's going on. It's really cool. Live podcast. Oh, that's a good one. It's an excellent example of that and ties back into the zombie thing. They're going into what What season is currently running right now? They're in Three. Their, their third Tremendously popular. It's got a very growing fan base to it, and their their quality uh, for I think there's maybe about seven or eight of them involved in the entire production. Full sound, foley's, and everything that they do with it. But they they trade back and forth between. They started introducing an element where they would, uh, as one of their means of this post-apocalyptic survival of them trying to take refuge in this one uh, old apartment tower, is that to maintain sanity, they asked everybody to keep journals. And every once in a while, they would use an episode where one of the characters would be reading from their journal as the narration between scenes. Nice. So that's their stitching element, but it works out really well. If anyone hasn't had a chance to check it out, I know, I know Cody uh, is a is a big fan of it as well, Cody from Ohio, and uh, yeah, he, he is our, our mouthpiece. So check that one out. We were alive. The, the reason why they created We're Alive, the podcast, because the, the creators, they wanted to make that into a film, but they couldn't get enough money or produce it, so they're like, hell... We got this stuff. We'll just yeah, why not? In a podcast. I mean, it worked out pretty good. That's what we did. We were going to make GWC the movie. <laughs> but we were like, shit, just we don't have any money. money. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you came out of the bathroom and said, I got some ideas. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> You'd be surprised how often they, that happens. They would not be surprised <laughs> by now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they know. They know. <laughs> So I have some ideas in the shower too, <laughs> but not many. The greatest ideas for Chuck come when he's evacuating bowels. Sure, <laughs> it makes it makes room for new ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get those old ideas out. <laughs> hey, can I recommend fiber bars for Chuck? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Nor do I recommend broccoli in excess. <laughs> hey, hey, last year we promised you a podcast and we gave you four. So there you go. Well, so I have a an kind of like different question to ask. One of the things I notice um, when I'm at work and, and I've got kind of a whole bunch of new colleagues because I'm settled now at one campus and uh, I've been meeting people who are geeks at work and it's really cool, but they seem to feel... Uh, kind of isolated like they they're not part of a big community like we are they're kind of like 
you know, lone ranger geeks out on the frontier. You know, what? What am I missing? <laughs> At least it's not the other way around. No, no kidding. <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew, go No, ahead. no, it's cool. Um, so I guess I, one conversation I was having with one of my coworkers, and, and, and I realized it, it reminds me of how awesome it is to have the community because so many people out there love the same things that we love and the same shows and the same ideas about, you know, fantasy or, or the future or, you know, what, what could life be like and, you know, how wonderful it is to imagine yourself in these scenarios and, and, you know, just so imaginative and so passionate, but they just don't have anybody to talk to about it. And I was wondering, like, what are your guys' thoughts about um, why, why is being a geek, I guess, generically, like, why, why is that special or why is that a good thing? Because I think if you tried to explain it to someone who was not geeky, some people, they don't understand. They see it like, why do you get so obsessed with fantasy? <laughs> Number two, bring me my thoughts. <laughs> Way to go, shooter. <laughs> Star Saber's like going to pee his pants. That's okay. So, but but anyway, that that that's my question. Like, there are a number of people who still question, like, why would you get so wrapped up in fantasy? Why would you why would you spend so much time on these characters that don't exist? Or, or some of it is an author. When, when an author writes a book, I know some people who, who are hoping to be writers, hoping to have an published. <laughs> they spend years crafting that thing. I mean, look at Tolkien. He spent his entire lifetime making basically one one world that he managed to crank out four books for over his entire lifetime. I mean, he spent so much time doing it. We're the other end of the spectrum. We're, I mean, we're the other side of that coin. We're the ones that like to dig into that world. I mean, he's going to build all those stuff. He's going to figure out what type of forks elves eat with. We're the people that are going to sit there and try to figure out what type of elves forks elves eat with. <laughs> but it's, a, it's a shared experience. Yeah. We are people yeah. who are passionate about the same kinds of things. People who are into sports are in the same thing. They're just not labeled nerds. It's they are now. <laughs> We're all passionate about the same kinds of things, and so you have that shit experience of dropping a line from some obscure 1972 sci-fi movie, and someone else picks it up. But you have to be intelligent to be able to, to dig in and follow what the author's done. I mean, like I said, Tolkien spent his entire lifetime building that world People spend their entire lifetimes figuring out that world. But, I mean, you, you'd have to be intelligent to keep all the, like, s- history of baseball games and all those stats in your head, too. You know, I don't think it's the, the genre that, you know, correlates with intelligence so much. I think it's it's passion or it's something else combined with that, it's you know? Question. They question mm-hmm. things. Either, either they question they want to create to answer that question or to answer that, that quandary, or they question and they want to absorb to seek those answers, but it's always that wonder, uh, hence the, the word fantasy. I mean, it's, it's where it comes to all stems from. And we ask why, and we want to know the entire reason why. 
Yeah, you never get rid of that little kid in you that's like, why? 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 It's a good thing, right? We actually, we get a kick out of it when we don't get an answer because it just spurns us on to dig more. You know, lost. Oh, God, they're messing with us this week. Yeah, isn't it great? I have no idea what's going on. Nice. How you can tell someone really gets it is when they include those jokes and don't, like, hang a lantern on They just, you either get it or you don't. Like, there's one, I'm not going to give you any details, but there's one in Mass Effect 3 that I'm lucky I wasn't, didn't have a mouthful of Diet Pepsi when it popped he up, because I just lost it. I spoiled it. No spoilers. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. He's all right. Don't stone him. watches The Walking Dead, but after it's over, that's it. It's kind of like, there's no more of that wondering what's going to happen. She doesn't want to talk about it except for like, oh, did you see what happened? What do you think is going to happen next? But none of the the why behind it or that kind of stuff. So my non-nerdy roommate got me into Lost. And she wished she had <laughs> <laughs> had no idea what she was getting into, right? See, like Doctor Who is a great yeah. example of that because it's you know there's no real one thing you can pin on why that show is so popular with geeks aside from the fact that it's been around for forty years. There's a history to it. You know, no matter what you you think about Doctor Who, there's always more information you can dig up on it because it's been so long. It's the world is so rich that you can basically look at it forever. But the funny thing about Doctor Who is in in, in England, it's not a sci-fi show. I mean, everybody oh, knows about Doctor Who. Show. You know, it's, it's, it's a family everybody, show. Yeah, it's a family show. It's not seen as kind of marginalized right. in one group or something. No. I wonder... It is. I, I wonder, like, how many, how many of you guys, if you were a geek when you were growing up, you did not know it. Because I didn't know it. I mean, I knew I wasn't popular, but I didn't know I, wa- I was a geek. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. And I, I, I think back, I think back at all the stuff I did, and I'm not really like a, I don't really excel at computers. But, you know, I remember my dad teaching me binary code and teaching me how to like program in basic, like, well, in basic, you know, and, and to write little quizzes on the computer. Um, I wrote fan fiction. You know, I would write science fiction I stories. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I would I would write like little science fiction stories about people traveling to other planets and, and stuff like that. There was no there was no one in my life who was influencing me to do that. So is it possible that we, we kind of come up with the same things independently and then we find each other? Well we like to use our imaginations to fill in the gaps, whether it's anything from fan fiction or discussions you guys have had about comics where you you get a panel, you get another panel, your brain fills in between the two panels. We, we like to engage in that way. Some people like to just have it fed to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of look at this from a different angle. I feel like I do my t-shirt Tuesdays on campus with my students. I look at that as Represent. a <laughs> I always call it a community service, but what has happened because I've been brave enough to show up in a Doctor Who shirt and make them guess and I'll have kids who have spent their entire lunch break on Google to figure out what the hell's on my shirt <laughs> <laughs> but what I found there's a whole bunch of Doctor Who 
Oh, that's now, awesome. Oh, cool. That's so cool. You might be able to fix your computer. And we might be able to, yeah. <laughs> We're not fucking going to. <laughs> I, I think that sharing, that sharing is really, it just being the first person to stand in a room and go, I'm wearing a geeky shirt and it's about Firefly, it's a space show western. And you just start the conversation. And when you're confident about it, other people respond to that. I wish I had a hot so high school librarian. <laughs> 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 I have an excuse to wear my t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so but Don's right. In a, in a way, it's more of a cultural and societal problem. Um, yes. Just like being in yes. any other minority group that's not respected by society at large. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why geeks traditionally have found ways to find each other. Um, I was a nerd and always knew it growing up, but I had my small group of friends who played Dungeons and Dragons in our basement. And you find people yeah. who you know you can relate with. Well, and two, uh, look at everybody in this room. How many people here are closer to some of the people in this room than some of the people that you hang out with every day? Well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Exact answer. I mean, this is you find a way to relate and you find a way to make the connections that you need to have, and this is one of those ways to do it. That's why it's, it's cool to be a geek. And thought you wouldn't know we exist if you'd show up. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's easier these days. I mean, I got introduced to the Nerdist because you guys interviewed Chris Hardwick, which I'm sure was my show. And like, that's one of the top He's podcasts awesome. online. And he made a book, and like he and his, you know, Jonah and Matt Myra, and they have like other shows that they're doing. So I feel like at least we're lucky that. You know, now if you want to, you don't have to search very hard, and there's at least something you can listen to that that's different, and that a lot of people like it because it's a top ten, and then they do the indoor kids, and that's really popular, and that's just about video games. Um, I think Chris Hardwick is a great example of like luck that happens through incredible preparation. You know, he's one of those guys that he, he was in the right place at the right time because he spent like 20 years putting himself in the right place all the time until eventually it was the right time. So. No kidding. And, and, and if you had a couple other things, too, you know, on the way. And, but even he says in oh, the book that he, he is more successful now and becoming more mainstream now because he's embra he basically embraced his, I'm making the quotey fingers, yeah. inner geek. He, he said... What, what do I love? What, what, you know, what, I should be working on what I, what I love, what I've cared about my whole life. I'm a believer in that. And he said, I've been a, a geek or a nerd. He, calls, he kind of calls himself a nerd. Either way, same um, thing, right? My whole life, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to channel things into that. And he's got like you know, five, six pans in the fire at any given, given moment, but he's doing something that means a lot to him being, being a nerd. You know, and... and He's found a big audience for it, obviously. Yeah, but then I have a coworker who's totally would not screen the stereotype of geek, you know, very well put together, and she loves Chris Hardwood, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's like such a continuum now where people will say, like, I'm nerdy, and they might have some nerd characteristics, but it's not that, like, gut feeling, I think, that kids growing up have, you know, that, that there's that pain, I guess, when they isolated. I don't think 
that I'm sure that's still the case for a lot of people, but at least now we have more of a community because of the internet that yeah. we can take. Well, certainly, yeah. it's a lot more accepted than it used to be as well. I mean, one it, maybe one because of the internet. One advantage is that you know, it's it's rough. High school is rough. You know, junior high is rough, and. As adults, you kind of get over it a little bit, and you're like, you know what? This is how I feel. Kiss my ass. And oh, that's true. This is my mother, by the way, for those of you who haven't met already. I did. I, there's a great story that goes, goes with this. I'm trying to think of which one. Is it Hitchhiker's Guide books? Right. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted them in the library, and uh, there was content flagged in them that they wouldn't allow them in. And you know? also, you got to remember that Chuck lived in very conservative yeah, small town part of Texas. Yeah. And Sean, Sean knows. Yeah, Sean's oh, yeah. like, yeah, I, I get it. I lived yeah. in the same kind of town. Exactly. Uh, our library was bigger, though. I don't um. doubt it. <laughs> Ours had three books. Two of them were about guns. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's joking? <laughs> yeah, the other one's the Bible. <laughs> No, but uh, it was really funny. So I, I went in and I complained, you know, because I because I was just a little shit. I did, I did that so. and I was like, mom's like, yeah, then like no, <laughs> I was, and uh, I was like, why can't I have these books? I don't understand. She's like, well, why do you think in this librarian who is so awesome? Uh, she looks at me and says, well, why do you think you should we should have these books? I'm like, because they're great. And she's like, why? You know, so I told her about what I knew about him. I'm like, well, there's this and this. She's like, what do you think is objectionable in this? I'm like, probably this and this. And, but I don't think that works out. It balances with the other stuff. And so she goes away and uh, comes back and puts the books in the library, fought the damn system, put the books in the library, you know? Several copies of Yeah. Because <laughs> I think in hindsight now as an adult now, I look back and I think that she was probably kind of a little like I would be now, where she was like, don't you pull that shit in my library. <laughs> you know? you know? Librarians I'll, I'll are so cool, 50 of those cool, books, man. Dude. Don't mess with me. <laughs> they are. Librarians are cool. Damn straight. We have the Hitchhiker's Guide in mind. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, uh, did you guys hear about the, the Hitchhiker's Guide book? Education, boo! <laughs> uh, uh, one of the parents heard from one of her kids and went to the place and was like, this lady's reading pornographic. Well, because there's like one or two sentences about the naked random fighting. naked fighting and shit? Come on. Yeah, that is lame, and that's pretty much it. I was just thinking, I was running Ender's See, Game through my head going, what could they possibly be there's, bitching there's about? There's nothing wrong with random naked fighting. Our cats do it every day. <laughs> Babies, babies do it. Yeah, and you know what? Complete genocide, that's fine, man. I just don't want to see anybody naked. <laughs> it's, so, it's so American, isn't it? It is, it is. I mean, it's true, though. That's yeah. what I, I mean, Sorry, spoiler. What is, I mean, you have, you have stuff like that where there's quote-unquote sexual content in there, but... Oedipus Rex makes it through? That's, how that's pretty funny. <laughs> There's a whole lot of begatting going on in there. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I told him to begat off. <laughs> I think... Also, for the record, we have our first pants off back here. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Who is it, Trish? 
I think I think it's worth pointing out just because he won't. Sean is very modest, but he's actually really well read in sci-fi fantasy. Very true. I mean, I like I have read almost no fantasy. I, I've read a little bit, and I liked it when I was a kid. But Sean has read so much stuff, and he's like super humble about it. Like, oh, I don't read it. You know, whatever. And then you'd be like, hey, do you remember Dragonlance number 131 where this character... And he's like, oh, yeah, and then this happened? Yeah, he's read everything. The Dragonlance series. Well, it gets, it gets beat into you when you're a kid, you know? That, remember uh, Gurgi? Yeah. Well, it, you start talking about this, and it's kind of what you're talking about. It's it's one of those, hey, did you read Dragonlance or, or Forgotten Realms or whatever it is? And people would be like... Dragonlance! Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Does it, anyone remember Gurgi? Oh, uh, yes. from Pyrrhic yes. Chronicles? I wanted to be Taryn my whole life. Crunchings and munchings? Hell Crunchings yeah. Crunchings and munchings. <laughs> I wanted to be Gurgi. You wanted to be Gurgi? I liked Gurgi. Sean's confused. He's like, what? <laughs> you wanted to be a black Ewok? Yeah. Yeah? She's <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> What's, what's your problem with this, Sean? Well, the aspirations. You're racist against black Ewoks. Well, he was always full of twigs, and he didn't really have full a vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> he was rolling around. He was, he was basically an Ewok. He was always hungry. He was just kind of rolling. I mean, when I think Audrey, your aspirations and vocabulary are much higher than Gurgi. Yeah, well, you know. You, I'll say weird crap, and you'll be like, actually, that's not what that word means. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> You know, doesn't that mean dark? Yes, shut up. You no, know? I swear, if I do that, usually it's sincere. Like, do you know where that word comes from? No. If, <laughs> if I if I say doesn't that mean something, it's because I really want to know. From the Latin, to beat with hammers. Although I will give you this, I use I use crazy uterus in meetings at work. Yes. Nice. <laughs> You know, there's no reason to go crazy, crazy uterus on this, and people will be like, <laughs> yeah, "The word makes just as much sense." Is, I mean, why not? Yeah, you know? Exactly. Is, is he okay? You know? I think you're having a stroke. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I, I will say this: there's, um, this is a great story. You guys will love this. So I uh, actually, Chuck's heard it, but it, nobody else will love this. Actually, I'm just going to tell it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you will listen. So, so my my <laughs> wife is very into genealogy, and uh, this is comes from the research part. And she has been uh, inspired by a lot of people around her, including Audra, who do a lot of uh, doctoral work and and research and everything. So she got into genealogy. And I was just to laugh at her because I'm like, yeah, people who were uh, you know born and died 200 years ago make no difference to me. Man, she's not, hardcore too. She showed me yeah, some of awesome. this stuff once. And I'm she not found, really related yeah. to these people. They have no effect on me or anything like that. Well, a couple months ago, she found out, uh, she tracked me back because they've been trying to find where I come from, you know, the O'Hara's and where they came from and everything. And she found out uh, that uh, actually, I'm black. <laughs> I am. I'm. Uh, Sean, <laughs> as are we all. Yeah, as are we all. Yeah. I. Uh, See? <laughs> I know. Because you had nothing in common before you know, that. <laughs> And, uh, just, she's like, actually, you know, if you go if you go back to like the 1880s, you like, are the product it. of a of a, a former black slave and a Cherokee Native American woman. I'm like, no one understands my struggle. <laughs> <laughs> you should have asked for some 
<laughs> it's like fight the power, you know. Black I come from and Irish, man, you are boned. <laughs> Black Irish Indian, yeah, Native American. So yeah, but all of this came because my wife was into research and into finding out. You know, the, just this geeky stuff that nobody cared about. It would be really funny if, the, like, the day you found that out, you got pulled over somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I'm wondering when the O'Hara Reservation Casino opens. Yeah. You know, my, my dad was, he loved it. He was like, maybe they'll let us join the Black Panther Party. <laughs> Do you think we qualify for reparations? I'm like, yeah, they're going to take a look at her blonde-haired, blue-eyed family and go, oh, yeah, come on in, Dad. But it, it was kind of cool because she – it was this this research and stuff that she's – it doesn't really matter where you're a geek or where it comes from or where that research is. You know, this is a woman who, when she was going through school, they told her she was stupid because she was dyslexic and she didn't understand. She didn't learn that way. So she never really got the training. She never learned to read as, as fast as she could. And here she is researching heavy, heavy stuff, uh, tracking back records, visiting grave sites in various parts of the country and everything, just to geek out about this, this trail that doesn't matter to anybody else. Geeks do that. It doesn't matter where you come from or what you're chasing down, whether it's Lost or Battlestar Galactica or any of the stuff. that Or we, genealogy. Or genealogy or anything like that. The part or March of, Madness. Yeah, the, the, the geek is is very powerful, and it's why we're here. That's, actually, my father, this, this is a funny story, my father actually put that he was a pregnant Native American woman on an Air Force uh, registration so he could get his tech sergeant stripes. And uh, because they claimed they weren't doing Did the they affirmative give action, they gave him the stripes because he, sh- <laughs> he showed up and he's like, "I like my stripes," and they're. <laughs> he's like, "Well, you didn't give it to me based on my color and gender, did you?" <laughs> Here you go, you know. So, Screw yeah. over later. <laughs> Smartass from hell. Yeah. Uh, you know, Wait, uh, line the, out, uh, O'Hara. Yeah. <laughs> a, a geeky kind of, uh, something geeky that's related to all of this. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the podcast uh, Radio Lab, yeah. or the, the show Radio Lab. Yeah, there's a terrific, I mean, they, they go to podcast after they air. But um, there's an episode where they talk about the Human Genome Project, and it's really, really cool. And uh, basically, they they talk to people who had unexpected results. That you know, noise, by the way, is them passing around the badger nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're beaver, beaver nuggets. Beaver nuggets. <laughs> but but okay, so you know you know you can get those uh, Human Genome Project tests where it's like a hundred bucks. You get a kit in the mail. You swab the inside of your mouth. You know, you put it in the envelope and you send it back and they test your DNA and they can tell you not specifically like any individuals or any countries or anything like that, but they have it divided into broad categories like, you know, Northern European and Mediterranean and um, Sub-Saharan Africa and stuff like that. Right. Um, And they talked to these people that had really interesting results. And there was a guy who it was so cool. This guy has his whole life grown up, you know, for all appearances and identifications a black American, right? I mean, 
and there's no question about it you know it's not like he's you know kind of doesn't really look that or whatever and uh, he did this genetic test and there was not a single percentage of of Africa of sub-Saharan African not one percent in his bloodline it was wow. all Asian Native American and white wow. and, that's tough and he was and they were explaining on this radio lab episode how it's possible for you to physically have those characteristics even with no genetic anything going back to Africa so I mean basically what it is thank you yeah it's true yeah well said. And and we can prove it because the definition of a particular ethnic group has changed so many times over the last 200 years, you know. But it, it's just interesting. Like, everybody is everything pretty much. There's no way you can't be. Like the Bulwer thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else gets it. Everybody's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, there's like a... a a granny in the Bullworth movie. I don't know if you remember. She has a philosophy to how to, how to make the world better. No. I cannot say it. Okay. So far on this it episode involves- of GWC, I'm black, Chuck's cool, Audra researches, and geeks are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Juan, bringing the funny since 10 minutes ago. B Kitty says, Stewardess, I speak jive. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I haven't been reading my news feed in like a week and a half. Word, we should have some. Save us. I'm I'm going to... In the 16th century, in the Spanish town of Quito... (laughs) The place Sumeria. Hey, if anybody else has some, feel free to just, you know, let us know. <laughs> Chuck's like, please, somebody jump in here. Because I'm looking. All right, Solar Pilot. What? Braveheart TV show. What? 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 Braveheart Brave show. That Why does, the hell are they that doing that? That seems like a bad idea. Like, before everybody dies? That's kind of cool, actually. So basically, men in sort of skirts. Men in skirts. Works. Leather skirts, plaid skirts. Not a comedy, then. The, the brave fart. I, I have never been more depressed in my entire life. <laughs> what? It's like you said, brave fart. That I would watch. <laughs> it's like a donkey farting, but Bray. Bray. Fart. I, who sent me cake farts? I did. See, that's a show, all right? You feel like you get entertainment value from the cake farts. You're the reason why good shows can't make it on TV, Sean. <laughs> Because Zola has 
Yeah. And I got pig too. There's going to be a Garbage Pail Kids movie. Yay. What? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh hey, B Kitty, B Kitty got our Bullworth thing. Somebody got it. Yay. Billy is going to be in Percy Jackson number two. says uh, The Hobbit is in the GWC Book Club selection. Ooh, yeah. Love it, and thank you, Soleil. And that's the show title. I am stands with a fist. Lorax, Smackdown the movie we're going to see Sunday. Yeah, I heard that. That's going to be fun. Lorax put the beat down on John Carter. Yeah. Yeah. What? She's like, we're seeing Lorax? Awesome! (laughs) No, 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 John Carter. Uh. Like I said, if it sucks, we'll make fun of it. It'll be it'll be a good time. New Garbage Pail Kids movie. They're, no. no, they're gonna make a Garbage Pail Kids movie. Yeah. Why? No. Well, they're making a Candyland movie. Aren't do you know they? how scary that's gonna be? All I can see is like, do you remember the like the Chucky movies? Mm-hmm. It's gonna look like that, except except really jacked, like covered in slime or something. How long until they make a checkers movie? Yeah. No, it's going to be with with the modern... Colin, king me. (laughs) I'm imagining the executives having the conversation about the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Like, well, with the economy the way it is, we feel like kids will relate to this more. Wouldn't that be Monopoly the movie? Oh, too soon, too soon. <laughs> I live on I'm working on it. <laughs> Chuck's like I'm working on garbage pails. The only thing I had. Hold on. Felicia Day is gonna be on Supernatural. Ooh, nice. All right. Am I the only one excited? Me. Yay! If you follow her on Google Plus, man, my bad. Crazy. I can bring you guys a local does he have a chip in the back of his head named Cortana? That's <laughs> that's the. I don't think so. In fact, he's got really well, all his equipment came from Red Bull, so I doubt. <laughs> Taste the beast. <laughs> it's like Shrek's piss, man. <laughs> She's like, yes, I did. Yeah, I, I, wait, I've heard about that. No, she's a great author of the great books. Uh, her latest one from about a year or two ago, Hacking for Mars, is about uh, space travel. Ooh, nice. Like, uh, uh, everything that went into space travel. And there's this whole chapter on um, everything that's weird about uh, like traveling at high speeds. Hmm. And they were some of the people that she talked to when they were trying to uh, test out his uh, suit, and they were at one of those uh, skydiving places. It's not really skydiving because it's in a big. Oh right, it's a big fan. Yeah, uh, and uh, she was talking about that, and I thought it, that he'd already done it because it sounded like he was getting ready to do it right when she was researching that book. And I guess they're finally doing it now. Hmm. Well, 
Nice. On the big one, you're supposed to hit better than Mach 1 on the way down. <gasps> They're really worried because uh, it could actually, like, um, they said, do something to the blood vessels in his brain. And, uh, and I, I didn't hear the first part. Who was it? That Who who is it that's doing the? I don't remember his name, but he's Johnny like an extreme Knoxville. sports guy. Okay, okay. He does a lot of base jumping. <laughs> okay, so, so that was Sith altitude? Witch. That was Sith Witch speaking, by the way. So it's a high altitude jump. Is yeah. that what they're going to do? No, they're, they're taking him up in a balloon. And oh, right, miles. right. Yeah. yeah, what's the record? I, the record's a cup one. Yeah, I was going to say it's way the hell up there. They did it before. Insane. Yes. <laughs> Personally, I would brown out. I mean, <laughs> no kidding. No, no, no. That's Chuck when he has a good idea. <laughs> Chuck has that new cast coming. It's great. Good ideas. Good ideas come out the other what end. What can Brown do for you? <laughs> what can Brown do for you? <laughs> You should put that on business cards. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, it hurts so good. What can, what can Chuck Brown do for you? It's going to be the best podcast ever. <laughs> the new gentleman's name is Felix. I can't say his last name. The nude Felix gentleman? Bomber. Yeah. Speaking of extremes, have you guys uh, been following uh, James Cameron? is actually going to uh, the Marianas Trench. I heard about this, that he's going to attempt the world's deepest dive, right? One mile deeper than Mount Everest is tall underwater. It's it's been like seven years since anybody has gone. It's been 50 years and only two people on Earth have ever been to the bottom and that was for like a couple minutes and then came back up. He's going going himself in a one-man submersible that is now... I heard about that. You know what it is? It's being married to Linda Hamilton. It's such a rush. Like, he's got to find something to top that. He's scared. That's the only place he can go. Where Where she can't find him. (laughs) Oh, no. I was going to say, they better... Better finish up Avatar two before he goes down. I think I think that is awesome that there's a guy who is a filmmaker who is so committed to his content that he wants to do that. You know, I mean, not he's not just setting some world record randomly. Like he's really interested. Really, it could be like the record for I don't know the guy that pees the farthest or something. <laughs> if he just wanted to break a record randomly. Like. Oh, I was like. How would going underwater make a record for being the farthest? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like all the way down. <laughs> That's what he's going to do. All the way down. He's just... <laughs> There's a squid like, hey, I don't take a dump in your swimming pool. <laughs> the question I get asked the most is, how do you go to bathroom in the suit? <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> And that's the news, everybody. <laughs> when, when does the Avengers come out? The 23rd of May? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Absolutely. Yeah. We oh, have, oh, Avengers! We'll have different outfits. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Nice. We'll start going back to the circle rather than the triangle. Because yeah, apparently the triangle was not cool with Joss Whedon. All that, he trashed yeah. his house to make that thing, though. To make the triangle. I mean, he's 
going back to the circle. Yeah, going I back think to the, the reactor is probably going to be the same. It's just the pattern on the front of the suit. It's, that's what I picked up from what I've seen in the trailers. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I those trailers. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. I think you guys would appreciate it. I saw this uh, art that somebody did. It was like a comic style art. <laughs> it was like a comic style art and it was the Avengers movie poster with all the heroes standing and in the original movie posters all have you seen this in the original poster all the uh, all the men have like these action poses they're like ah, ah, ah. and uh, uh, what's her name uh, Black Widow look at my boobs is, yeah she's like she's doing this kind of lusty like modeling or whatever and yeah. someone took the animated or the, the cartoon version of it and they reversed everything so uh, she's standing there in kind of an action pose like ah. and all the men are it's like, like Hulk ass the Hulk the Hulk is bending over and spreading his cheeks like to the camera. And that's something you can't unsee. <laughs> and they're all they're all like, you know, looking all less it's just ridiculous and it's it's awesome. It's so funny. Yeah, because it looks weird and then you're hoping that people will realize that it also looks weird the other way, you know. You just, well you get the same thing there's a great comic of the whole poster you it go pans across and black hey, Widow, Everybody has all the you know the, the repulsor blasts and, and she's like and she's all ducking down like this. Yeah. It's like, so what do you bring to the party? Because we have a Hulk and we have a god. And he's like, well, I can carry a gun and do this. And she's like, okay, you're hired. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, no, that's a power, being able to use a gun. Like you don't know what she does with that gun. Bow and arrow. Yeah, she, she's more effective than Hawkeye. <laughs> What'd you say, Holly? Are you putting to do with the bow there? In that crew, yeah. <laughs> the eye patch guy. Oh. You're on the fracking team. Who else wanted Bailey to say fracking aspects so bad? Oh yeah. Just once. Just once. He said crap. He did say crap. That was. <laughs> Crap, he did. <laughs> he did, in fact. He did that in two, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the new Riddick movie, Sean, um, did you see the post, uh, the picture that um, Katie, uh, Katie Sackhoff? Yes. I posted today on Twitter, I believe. Yeah, that is so Whoa. worth it. Yeah. I d- got this awesome, like... Um, he's just like he's got this awesome you're like around this area <laughs> that's what he calls it a tactical vest yes that's a broad I am so I am so behind. I have not read Hunger Games. I don't know anything about Hunger Games except that it's supposed to be awesome. Something that crossed in that discussion, which doesn't get brought up a lot, um, and some of the, the the elementary teachers in the room can back me up on this. The author, uh, prior to writing the Hunger Games, uh, Sam Collins wrote another book series yeah. called the Gregor series. Gregor speaking, but it was a five-book series about a kid in New York City, uh, single mother, well, not really a single mother, but a dad not in the household, who ends up as a result of, of, of uh, an incident with his toddler sister 
falling down an air shaft and discovering the civilization of humans that have been under the Earth's surface. You know, how like many miles down? Leela's parents. And then now develop uh-huh. a society underground that has to defend itself from sentient giant rats, bats, insects. So oh, that sounds it's awesome! Like a genocide. It's a children's book, and it's yeah. a genocide. But and yeah, the but, really and it was one of the yeah. one of, and you could tell you can see now when how she progressed with the Hunger Games that she was starting to tap into introducing tougher subjects to a younger reading audience. Yeah. She didn't take nearly as far as she did with the Hunger Games, but in terms because I think it was really targeted more towards the fourth, Good. fifth, sixth grade. Yeah, it was. But really easily digestible, interesting for people who are Hunger Games fans. Go back and read, you know, blast through them in a couple of days, yeah. but just to kind of get a, see a, a feeling for. All right, I see where Something she got some of the groundwork done. She kind of inspired done. also by, um, she was flipping through TV one day, and was watching the news, and how it was portrayed, and then she flipped over to like a reality TV show, and saw how that was portrayed, and how the lines had started to blur in the media. They're filmed and promoted the exact same way. She, and the light bulb went off. She's like, hmm, this is interesting. I think I'm going to run with it. So that was kind wow. of a bit of an inspiration there, too. I appreciate the the recommendation. I mean, I know that this is one of those books that everyone says is good, but seeing you guys in person saying, you would love this book, you know, I am going to buy it and read it. A friend of mine um, picked up the books, tweeted, oh my God, I hope these books are good. Everyone says they're great. And then two days later I get, oh my God, I wonder if I can get a tattoo on my hip. (laughs) (laughs) You pick up the first book, I would suggest getting all three. You can get like, um, all digitally for like 17 bucks. Oh, that's great. I'll do that. Yeah. Because you will get through the first book and then immediately want to go to the second book and then immediately want to go into the third book because it will just pull you in. My mother read them and she said after the second book she had to put them down. Did she get a tattoo on her hip? No. (laughs) But she threw the second book at the wall. Nice. Because there's there's an occurrence in the second book that made her extremely angry, and she had to wait oh. she could pick up the third book. Did she eventually read through it? Yes, she did, and she loved it. Oh wow! But she said like the end of it was so depressing it's, that she just Children fell never down depressing. for days. But it it it, it, it was a very good story. It's wow. So <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'll, I'll still read. You're talking about the Hunger Games, the three books, right? Is that what she's still? Yeah, I I sobbed my eyes out reading the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. So the the scene, you know, on the stone, on the stone tablet, and God, I just I, I've never read that without just sobbing. And then the movie did the same thing to me. I was like, Oh no, I know what's happening. I know that. <laughs> What on this cast? No, I don't think we have on on this one. We should do that. You need to put a big block of time aside. Yeah. There's so. I mean, it would. Yeah. I mean, where would you start? I mean, you pick a couple. Yeah. Yeah. You pick a couple and you that, yeah, uh, fill the one gaps. That, that's <laughs> one that I would want to give like some real. We've, we've always approached those things as we can come back to them. Like like you talk about Star Wars. Come on, you're not going to like do the Star Wars arc and then hey, we're done. We yeah. we, we covered that. You know. So, like, we the I think it's Trek like that. Yeah. <laughs> that. You come back quality. to the Doctor yeah. Who. Do, there aren't well. Admiral Delta. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was trying to think of. I mean, the Star Trek D bags arc was fun, but I'm trying to think of how you do that with Doctor Who. I don't. There are some. Well, I did think that's the Star Trek D bag You've got you've got the master and the master and the master, right? And, the <laughs> and you could yeah. all the variations, oh, right? Oh, I love the ones where the Daleks and the Cybermen are fighting each other, <laughs> and they're like trash talking each other. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's been really starting to dominate a lot of the discussion on Twitter and whatnot. And I think mm-hmm. There was like lots of dumb messages yeah. at, at DragonCon. Mm-hmm. Lots. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, as a matter of fact. Everywhere we turn is Doctor Who costumes. All different ones, right? It looked from the pictures like a lot of them were Tenant. There were a lot of Tenants. Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, I got to go back to when we were talking about would you pay for an episode, and, I'm, and I agree wholeheartedly. I would pay a lot to get more Sherlock soon. Right yeah. I love that though. Yeah, you could. I agree. Just quality-wise, more than that. Yeah. We we kind of hung on to them. And and Reg, the second set of them is twice as good as the first season. Yeah. Yeah. Haha. They are the They showed it in England the first three weeks of January. Yep. We all flew there to see it. I did. That's. It was. I remember clear. It was raining and cold, and you know how long it, it took what? me. It took me about ninety minutes after the yeah, episode came out to get there. It took one ninety minutes after the episode came out, didn't it? Me. <laughs> I have, <laughs> Seriously, though, I mean, yeah. Has everybody seen the one? Uh, Kimmy's avatar. U.S. production that they're going to be doing with Lucy I, I don't understand that. You know why? Why would anybody object? What? You know what? This is like Shakespeare. You don't. It, it's not the story. It's what you do with it. As far as I know, a bunch of the concern is that they're taking away some key characteristics of Watson. And again, I need to stop being short. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm like, there's this voice just. Uh, We're like. <laughs> Watson, uh, since they're assigning it to her, yeah. and uh, making it more, they're chickifying her, mm. basically. It's, it's uh, you know, Watson the war veteran who 
who is a kick-ass doctor, yeah. Watson, who yeah. fell apart after killing a patient. Wait, she doesn't run a nail salon or something, does she? <laughs> yeah, she's good at baking. Actually, okay, for what it's worth, I'm not, I'm not saying I think it'll be good necessarily. I'm saying I don't get the, uh, we'll protect our IP. It's like, okay, wait a minute. It's, it's, it's fracking Sherlock Holmes. It's not your IP. You know, this is... Yeah, it's, maybe it's just the circles that I run in, but most of the concern that I've heard about it has been from that angle. So. That, they, that they kind of knocked down Watson. I, the concern, I can see that. I'm very concerned it won't be good. They, they are calling it something else. Yeah, because like, yeah. people that would have houses are Sherlock Holmes, but no one objects because they call it house. The thing is, though, I, I'd probably watch a little... Yeah. <laughs> Stand up, Sithwich. <laughs> I am standing up. <laughs> She's a ninja. She just disappears. There we go. Hey, there we go. <laughs> That's awesome. Don't hurt yourself. There she is. <laughs> nice. I'll just tweet you a picture. Give the person with the worst inner ear balance up on a chair. Take it from the experience on the ear up there is thin. She's Godzilla. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, they're calling it out. Is that, is that spelled right? <laughs> is it is it S I T H W I C H? Yes. Okay. Just tweeting it. That's awesome. Actually, for what it's worth, I feel like with it was like Life on Mars when they made the American version of Life on Mars. Everybody was like, "Oh, it's crap," and I'm like, it, "Okay, it's not as good as the other one." But it was fun, you know. Yeah, like the Office. Yeah, exactly. It's not that I, I don't feel like it took away from my enjoyment of the original one. You know, it was more content. I watched it. It was okay. Uh, the ending was fun because it pissed everybody off, and that was kind of <laughs> cool. Uh, it, it didn't hold a candle to the original ending, I think. Yeah, it's but kind of like right now they have the. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And while the characters are based off each other, the shows are you know, diverging. And, well, the U.S. version is diverging from the U.K. version. Right. And right. while there was that whole controversy of, you know, this is going to be crap because it's obviously just, you know, a knockoff of this, that's, it's not necessarily true. But, again, from what I heard, the, the big controversy was that uh, they were taking something that by virtue of the name has certain expectations from the characters and because it, it just seems it seems really unfortunate that because they cast a woman in this certain role uh, they knocked her down several pegs yeah that and, sucks and yeah. I, I feel the same because you know there have been so many iterations when I grew up watching the old black and white Basil Rathbone movies and Dr. Watson is a bumbling fool yeah, and you know it's just a choice. It's it's a well. I, I think the the question is though. You know, there are certain people who can be cast as fools because there are so many other examples of their gender or their whatever their social group being portrayed well that you can show them being you know dumb or or whatever, and it's not a big deal. But when you have kind of an unusual case of a woman playing the role, and then she slips into stereotype, it's like there aren't. 
I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen the show yet, that, so. That makes me nervous when, when we say, oh, women, women can't be. Actually, for what it's worth, I get where you're coming from. I think that it's both. Yeah. I think that these arguments always come down to that, and I think it, it can't be one or the other. Like, you can't, it can't be. I get what you're saying, to, too. Yeah, like, we have to pay attention that it does, it does, you know, make you think about that. And at the same time, you can't say, well, that means you shouldn't do it. Well, you, know, and you, like you make a good point. Like, like if we both, if we know? demand that women are never portrayed negatively in any stereotypical way ever, it's not going to work. It's not. At, it's just as yeah. unrealistic a, a look at them as if they were. I think the problem isn't that you have a flawed female character. It's that the fact that she's a female is the reason she's flawed. Wow, that was really well put. And, we don't and I don't think that happens case. often, but it yeah, happens to sometimes. sometimes. Just because of, because of years and years and years and years of unfortunate implications, the cards are kind of stacked against them from the, the perspective of this moment. I mean, we won't know until it's on, obviously. Yeah. This is the new Doctor Who costume variant. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a banana. <laughs> I've heard that before. Nice. Yes. Actually, yeah, and we got to do this. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, come on up here, man. Uh, Chris, our friend Chris Ubergeek here. He uh, he has an awesome little business. Oh yeah, he is. He's pantsless. a fine, upstanding man. Yes. <laughs> Who is not wearing pants? Dun. Oh, that's Dun. awesome! Look at it lights up. Lego Dalek. <laughs> yeah, you make. They make custom figures, and when I say custom figures, I don't mean like they they do tiny little things. They make like. Well, things like this Dalek that you're looking at, which is which is seriously badass. It has LED lights. Yeah, yeah, I mean seriously, this is like yeah. Thank you. Yeah. For this. <laughs> like the world of TV here. <laughs> Doug remembers. Yeah, he's a got a little on-off switch battery. Everything's built up in there. Wow. Here's a failed attempt at a TARDIS. He's working on it still in development. But yeah, seriously, guys, tell tell them the name of the. Uh, Chris, tell them the name of the uh, of the business, oh, where to find it. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you feel like buying Lego stuff, uh, findcloneyear.com. We make all kinds of custom minifigures. It's really cool. Say that again. Findcloneyear. It's F-I-N-E-C-L-O-N-I-E-R.com. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Or as the elite say, findcloneyear. So it's, it's kind of a take on fine clothier, you know, from, from fashion. Nice, nice. nice. Can you do duplo size version if we have big bumbly fingers? <laughs> it's a dog. It's this big. It's like... It's scale size. Seriously, I have a little Iron Man that he made that is awesome. You can see it at the party tomorrow night. Very cool. Tron, yeah, absolutely. A set of Tron characters. Badass. Badass. So, yeah, I think it's getting to be that time of night um, where we, uh, we have to wrap up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so harsh because, you know, when we wrap up, you know what happens? Everybody goes about 20 feet that way and there's a bar. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, profit tonight. <laughs> 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 
He's, he's already at the bar, I think. Um, a couple hours ago. Who, who's on wipe duty? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. He's already at the bar. Unsupervised, he's at the bar? What the hell, people? Oh, I feel so much safer. Not it. We did order a we did order a porta potty for him. This Is that year. why that guy was out there with just like a, a power washer earlier today? Just, shh. I see. Oh, oh that's, that's not, not good. That's good. That's not any better. That does not count as supervision. <laughs> yeah, you think beef's the dangerous one out of that crew? I no. can, not to be confused with eye candy. <laughs> We've got a pool and a pond. The pond would be good. Yeah. yeah. Come along, pond. <laughs> so here's the thing. Normally when we wrap up, you know, we kind of go around the room, but that means we get to start with you. So you got anything to add here while you're here? Uh, on behalf of some of the folks that have made the first meetup, and we've known you for a while, but we actually finally got our, as Shakespeare would say, chutzpah to come out here uh, for it. Thank you for uh, meeting and exceeding all expectations. Oh, well, that's nice. And uh, ex- extending the family. Absolutely. Well, we're good. It's it's just super awesome to get to meet you guys. You know, we 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 see online and we get to like exchange messages and stuff, but you don't get to like, you know, hang out except here. Unfortunately, conversely, as somebody that's been to all four meetups, um, that's true. Show off. <laughs> <laughs> Name dropper. Um, you know, they just keep getting better and better. Uh, I'm meeting some fracking fantastic people from all over the world. Literally, I've got somebody sitting next to me from. Australia. Indeed. Seeing old friends, oh, seeing people I see only once a year, yeah. unfortunately. Although I've made friends now that within uh, within you know they're close enough, I'm seeing more than that now. So uh, made some great great friends here. Thanks for making this the event we must attend awesome. every year. Christmas. This is my birthday and Christmas present. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Happy birthday. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you realize you realize by calling out Jenny now you owe her a ride to the KTM dealership for a carburetor that she needs to pick up. I just don't want to be on cleanup duty tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Not it. No, Jenny Jenny was in town briefly uh last year and she stopped by and um Chuck and I got together like some like a variety, actually inspired by Bishop Montana, who did this for us, and, and Sean, who are going back and forth with candy. Um, so we, we got her like a variety of candies and little things to take back to her kids. Lollies, Lollies. sorry, lollies, <laughs> to take back to the tin lids. Yep. <laughs> kids, that's tin lids, kids. Yeah, and, uh, and she uh, showed up the other day here for the meetup, and I said, oh, what did they think of the candy? Uh, lollies, you know. And uh, she's like, my daughter wants more Reese's Pieces because <laughs> she can't find them there. Yeah, yeah. So I brought her these two like movie theater sized bags today. Good stuff. I I think early early happy birthday to our birthday babies. Yeah. Yes. Happy birthday. 
Mer Day. Nice. <laughs> I need to record everyone doing that and make it a ringtone. Have your phone just mer every time somebody calls. <laughs> I, still, I still have Janitor awesome. Bob from last year's meetup doing uh, Gollum. <laughs> well, I mean, impersonating Gollum, I should say. <laughs> Really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> All I needed was a banana. <laughs> One. Oh, beef got a bottle. <laughs> Can we <get> <laughs> beef, do the line. Do the line. Do the line, beef. Do it. Do it. Come on. That's our moon, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Every damn year. Man, I heard you were might, you might not be here, and I thought, oh crap, that's not yeah. gonna work. I'm one of like the twelve that have been here all four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, so, so you, you got nothing, one? No, I just uh, did you did you like not having to run the rig? It was awesome. It was everything well, I hoped it would be. If you don't see this one come out in the feed, it's because I messed it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> And then you'll be running it next year. <laughs> Probably not. Hit record, Chuck. Oh, do I have to hit record on this? Yeah, one doesn't make that mistake. Yeah, he jokes. He knows what he's doing. I, I, I do want to thank all the people that have been camping out all day on, oh, on, on Ustream, Ustream and on Twitter. Yeah, you guys are uh, cool. I mean, we, at, at, at a high point, we had 30 people in listening to the stream. And I mean, that, that's as many day. as we get for F this week every that's week. Awesome. So yeah, I mean, that's thirty people that's when so many other people are already here. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah. what, what? What I would like to ask on their behalf, because they keep bringing it up, is if you can at all possible keep putting pictures up on Twitter because with those hashtags, they're really missing being here, and they just want to just want to participate awesome, as much yeah. as they can. So. Yeah, with the Indeed. hashtags uh, GWC Meetup and GWC Miss Up. Can you put one or the other? I, mean, I th- yes. yeah. yeah yeah either either one. one. Two hashtags. Oh, look at Kitty. Oh, Kitty. Oh, Kitty. New desktop We see the iPad. Anybody who has met her knows that that's the first thing you see when you meet her. It is. That's her. That's just her. Before we, I guess before we, what? Go ahead. No, I didn't mean to interrupt. No. Before we finish, I just wanted to say, uh, in addition to what you, you guys have all been saying, this is my favorite thing in the whole year, and I look forward to it all year long. And I miss you guys so much when I, I can't get on Twitter as much as I want to, or I can't get on the forum or something because I'm busy. And I think about... I think about GWC every single day. And when I'm at work, even if I can't check Twitter, I got, I'm grading papers, and I've got the phone on my desk, and it's like, you know, every time you say something, and I glance at it, and I'm like, oh, those are my people, you know. And it just, it means the world to me. Just to be a part, I try to be a good steward of the community. You know, I just, I just try to keep it, you know, the best that I can. I think that's what everyone's doing. And, you know, I'm so glad you guys are all here. I love you guys. Sorry. <laughs> John? 
As usual, I follow Audra. Um, <laughs> I was going to. You heard me. I was trying to like. At least I didn't have to make room for my ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always behind me. <laughs> well, you know, it's. Uh, I I would have lost a quarter every meetup. <laughs> Uh, as far as uh, everybody coming and, and in fact uh, he did I mean, yeah I, every every meetup up until last year I've I've lost a quarter just because I I I never thought people would travel to the middle of nowhere Texas to come and see uh, uh, this event and everything and really you don't you come here to see each other and it's uh, it's a special thing for us and we enjoy you guys coming down so thank you uh, other than that man I'm I'm clean out yeah. So yeah, one last thing. I want to thank all of you who have uh, donated to keep GWC in operation. Um, a whole bunch of things this year worked out to where it was very helpful. So thank you again. Uh, it, it really does make a difference. We try our best to, to use it wisely, and we always keep a fund literally for the, oh, crap, everything went bad, but we're not giving this up. <laughs> you know, So it's it's really cool. Um I don't know exactly what to say, except that we really appreciate the fact that uh, all of you are here for us and for each other. And, uh, man, we'll see you every week as, you know, next week, like every week. That's it. We're out of here. The bar is that way. of everyone here at GWC, thanks for listening. And thanks to all who make GWC possible, including producer Soleil, form moderators Badger Spoon, Pike, and Frackentalos, GWC book club maven Casilda, and tech guru Juan Drew. Remember, if you'd like to share your opinions with the GWC crew and listeners, you can call us anytime at 214-296-9229, extension 701. You can also contact us via galacticwatercooler.com, our website and blog. But you should really spend some time over on the GWC forum. GWCers really are the friendliest people on sci-fi. We're always re-watching or group reading something fun. You might even find a GWC meetup somewhere near you. GWC is funded by advertising and by listeners like you. For information on how you can donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash support. Finally, special thanks to Ferris and his friends Encoder and Jim Minadeo for GWC's sweet theme music. For more Encoder, visit them at myspace.com slash Encoder.